Welcome back to another episode of Soldier Monkey Talks. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever, what time of day it may be for you. Uh, today I have with me have a very special guest, the Blevins. Hey man, how's it going? Going great. And uh, just to get things kick uh, started off with, you did mention that Legends of Runeterra is your your game of choice. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, if uh, for those who don't know who I am, uh, I'm a, a caster, uh, podcaster, content creator uh, in various amounts at varying times for varying games. Actually, <laughs> um, right now, uh, I don't. It's weird for me to say because in the last like ten years, this has almost never been the case. But I don't mm-hmm. actually have a podcast that I'm hosting right now. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, there was a time where I had uh, I was either the host, a um, a co-host, regular guest, or producer on I think five at one time. Oh man, that's yeah, a lot. Which was a little little much, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently uh, uh, I guess okay. Technically, I am uh, a project manager for a podcast, but I'm not actually like on camera or commit or or contributing to the content of any except for this one right now oh thank um, you by the way <laughs> which is cool and uh yeah so the game that i cast uh professionally is uh, legends of runeterra right now and uh i've basically been uh i've been on the legends of runeterra train uh since it was technically since it was like leaked out the day before it was like officially announced oh man um i didn't have any uh, it was like a pretty public leak i didn't have any like inside information which apparently a lot of people did um at the time i didn't know anything about it it kind of caught me completely off guard um but uh since it was playable by the relative public i've been uh completely on it and i had at um for a while the first uh and longest running uh legends of runeterra podcast which is now uh technically on hiatus but basically we're it's probably a retired cast at this point but i'm still uh uh, broadcasting um you know shout casting Mm -hmm. um competitive games uh for legends of runeterra from grassroots tournaments um all the way up to like official riot uh, broadcast yeah that's awesome i love to see you on that <laughs> i love to see me on it too <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, since you have been playing the game for a very long time uh what, what would you say would be some of your favorite meta games and what are your thoughts on the game right now yeah so in my in my uh view right now the meta game uh, if we're looking at like the competitive high level tournament metagame, I actually think it's in a pretty decent spot. I think mm-hmm. there's um, a there's a lot of decks that you can bring right now. Uh, there's a lot of lineup combinations that you can bring. You can target specific decks. The uh, you know so called S tier deck is uh, is at least somewhat targetable in that you don't have to just instantly ban it. Yeah. You can actually build a lineup that targets it, and we saw some successes. We've seen some successes in the last couple of weeks with that. Or you can just build a, uh, a lineup that's good and and bans that, or some you know something in between that's sort of a hedge. I think there's actually a lot of good lineups out there uh, at high level. Yeah. Ladder, uh, you know, without going into a huge diatribe about ladder and the ladder experience in general, <laughs> ladder is almost never good. Never. Uh, it's very hard. <laughs> uh for ladder for any game mm-hmm. uh, or any card game at least to to be very good because uh inherently card games have um you know decks have matchup tables where you're you know you're good against some things and you're bad against other things a lot of the time and there are very few games that are successful where player skill and player agency has a me- like more than like you know that can get you more than like a 70 or maybe an 80 percent win rate in some games like gwent has very little variance in it and a lot of times you know a better gwent player is going to win mm-hmm. um and even games like that i would imagine you know the, the top players are maybe have like an 80 percent win rate on ladder or something like that because there's still that inherent variance and even if you are a good player and have that sort of win rate you're going to 
not like ladder a lot of the time yeah. because you can't <laughs> yeah. predict you there's there's a, a cer- certain amount of um matchup uh you know to to put mm. it bluntly there's a certain amount of matchup diff that comes into any game and ladder does not allow you to really remove that at all at least not the what is now standard like best of one play a game and move <laughs> on ladder that is in most card games right now yeah it's tough like and i don't really see a way they can fix that without doing best of three and having to face the same person you know yeah i uh, i'll go a little bit into it but i've been a proponent um of um wanting the regular day-to-day experience of what you're playing whether that's ladder or something else to be Mm -hmm. as close to what you would play in a tournament as possible um i'm uh a you know what people would call a paper boomer for card games i played i've been playing magic the gathering since uh 2000 like two um so long time (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a long time now. I mean, I was young when I started playing Magic the Gathering, and I wasn't playing competitively at the time. But I, as I grew up and got into like high school, mm-hmm. uh, I did start to play, or at least think about the game competitively. And then when I got into college, I actually did start playing competitively. Oh, that's awesome! Um, yeah, at the time, um, the online experience was actual Magic Online, not Magic Arena. Um, mm. It was. It, it, the platform that is still around today and if you're listening to this and you're looking to play magic i actually would suggest you look into magic online and not magic arena for a number of reasons that i won't go into but just <laughs> take a look at it um okay. but there was no ladder for magic online because it replicated it what it, its original core goal was was to replicate playing the paper game as much as you possibly could but it's you're playing it digitally right so yeah. like packs at the time cost like if they cost three dollars in the store for a paper pack they cost three dollars online for a magic online pack you literally could and still can if you collect an entire set so like the newest set Mm -hmm. that's coming out is uh kamigawa neon dynasty if you collect one of every card in that set on magic online you can actually redeem it on magic online and they will physically send you a full set in in paper wow Um, yeah, I actually uh, was doing that for a little bit with the new sets because I got I recently got back into MTG. But yeah. um, so there was no ladder. There wasn't like a you queue up your deck, you play against another person who's at a similar rank, and you go up on this ladder uh, in Magic Online back in the day. And I don't really think that there's anything like that on Magic Online either. It was a series of various tournaments and leagues that would fire off, oh, and they all had they all had some amount of stakes. So like you would spend what are event tickets, which uh, what are called event tickets, which are basically dollars. Um, and you would enter a tournament and you'd play a tournament. There was no like uh, MMR matchmaking. It mm-hmm. was whatever eight people joined the tournament, you would fire that off uh, and you would get prizes based on that. And there was no like, wow, there was sounds, no. Um, sounds really nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's it's nice in some ways and it's not nice in other ways because it was like it basically turned it into like you, it's pay to play. Yeah. More more so than like you need to pay to buy your cards, which you did, and I think that's sort of a thing that is um, you know, accepted by most people, but you also had to pay to enter the tournaments, which is something that weirdly enough in online games and esports is n- like not really accepted and I don't know where we lost that way, but pay to play like yeah like there are i mean there are platforms that do this but i don't Mm -hmm. know how like uh you know popular they are and they're definitely not a a lot of the times not in client where it's like okay you can join this tournament for three dollars or whatever and if you win the tournament you get 20 right Mm -hmm. there's there's very few things like that probably because of regulations and whatnot but yeah either way it, the landscape for card games has really turned into and, and other games as well but it's turned into this like you have a you know a, an mmr or a rating or lp or whatever and you are going to get matched up against someone who is similar lp if you win you go up a little bit if you lose you go down a little bit mm-hmm. and there's some sort of leaderboard thing yeah that, you're uh, trying to climb the ranks yeah and yeah. i think that that was good at some things but it also like a lot of people uh 
come to the same conclusion that I have at some point where it's like, okay, I hit, uh, you know, legend or master or, uh, you know, whatever it is in, in the other game. And then I'm like, okay, so now what? It's like, okay, well, you can be number one on the leaderboard. <laughs> and I've talked to a lot of people who hit number one on the leaderboard multiple times in Legends of Runeterra, and they're like, yep, it's kind of just like a, I get exactly one tweet out of this, <laughs> and that is my reward. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well. At least, you can, at least they can say they did it, you know, but I, I can imagine how lackluster that can, that, that can feel. Yeah, there's like – I. I I'm not I, I don't claim to have all the answers, but there's certainly <laughs> something to say for a system like Magic Online where it's like at the end of the day, you're always playing for something. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people don't like this, uh, this mentality and people say, you know, just play your games for fun and mm-hmm. I say that's fair if that works for you, but I know a lot of people that are like, Well, I hit master, so now what? Well, yeah. usually that answer is go play another game. And that's not necessarily a bad thing either, but a lot of people are like, Well, I wanna I want to play this one game and I want to keep playing and I want more of a reason to play. Um, and part of, I find part of the enjoyment of a game is also the, like the, the journey or the grind to yeah, something, for sure. whether that's even like games like clash Royale, which I would argue have a very, very predatory, um, uh, very predatory sort of uh, monetization where like, if you, started with nothing and wanted to uh if you had a new account and wanted to get a fully decked out all the cards maxed out this that and the other account it would cost you tens of thousands of dollars literally i've never i played that game very i want to say about like a day two days before i gave it up it's actually a very good game itself (laughs) it's just like it is it takes a long time to get up and they've they have some catch-up mechanics but even Mm -hmm. so uh it's 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 pretty brutal uh, and even like magic arena or something like that if you wanted to you know if you wanted to have a decked out account it would cost you thousands and thousands of dollars to get that Jeez. um so yeah it's uh it, 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 and and then you know you're playing magic arena you hit even if you hit number one on the leaderboard or whatever mm. what does that mean now magic arena has done some really cool things like the arena opens where it is kind of a pay to pay to enter you pay, you know, 8,000 gems or whatever, which is, I don't know, 10 or 15 bucks. And if you go, you know, X2 in this event, you qualify for day two. If you go X2 or X1 or whatever it is at that event, then you win literally like $2,000, which is cool. Yeah, I, and really I cool. think that those, I think that uh, the, the arena opens are a really cool, uh, a really cool step in what I see as the right direction for something like, uh, you know, magic arena or even other card games. Cause like, yeah. it is something else to do. The, the seasonal tournaments for legends of Runeterra is another step in the right direction. Yeah. I was just going to um, mention I, that. I was like, now, now this, how seasonals are for every season for Runeterra. What are your thoughts on that? And it's, yeah, they're I, ongoing right now. So the open round. Yeah, they're literally happy. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, other regions have been happening um um since last night for us but yeah uh yeah the americas i think is is just starting right now um i think it is a, it is a step in the right direction i think a lot of people um i don't even think i know because uh, i've talked to many people in the competitive community for legends of runeterra want you know come from other card games magic the gathering Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon mm-hmm. uh you know other other traditional uh, paper card games and they have an expectation or at least a at least a dream of there being some sort of competitive um you know organized play system for legends of runeterra because yeah. that's what there's been for magic and i think that the seasonal tournaments um and full disclosure uh the company i work for wisdom is a partner with riot games so take that for what it's worth but i'll be as candid as (laughs) i can uh there's some things i can't say but uh i will say that the seasonal tournaments are a really good step in the right direction for you know what you know a lot of players view as like a full-fledged competitive ecosystem for legends of runeterra I think where some of the frustrations for a lot of players come from is that right now, as we, you know, sit here on February 5th, 2022, is that that's all we really have right now for competitive outside of worlds, uh, which we've had one time and a couple of other 
one-off uh, tournaments that Riot has put on either for content creators uh, in the Riot Grand Prix or uh, for specific regions in like the um, EU Masters and earlier on the, I forget what the name of the series was, like Kings of Runeterra or something. In oh, Korea, yeah. But yeah, I remember that. Long time ago. Um, I think that what people players want is more and for the seasonal tournament not just to be like okay the seasonal tournament is the pinnacle of competitive lor because right now that's kind of what it mm-hmm. what it has been yeah it's always at been least like from an this, official standpoint. every every season you know at the end of the season watch out for the seasonal tournament the open rounds get ready for all this yep. i remember thinking when i first was getting into runeterra so my card game background would just be Yu-Gi-Oh and a little bit of hearthstone so moving mm-hmm. into this is like very, very difficult. I'm not. I wasn't never really good at card games, but I would say Runeterra changed that, and I'm a lot better than I think I have mm-hmm. been before. And I've always been, man. If I can just like qualify for these open rounds and you know preceded masters, that'd be freaking phenomenal. Yeah, uh, and I think that that's a really great goal. And I, you know, I think that that aspiration is really cool and i think that that drives a lot of players right once you get like if you're you know maybe a a new player you know getting to platinum might be a really cool goal and you're striving for that and i think that drives a lot of it and then it's like okay can i get the diamond and then hey can i actually get to master and then can i get to um you know can i actually play qualify for the seasonal can i make it to the top 32 etc like there is a, a progression um, and I might just be biased in this because, you know, I came in sort of fast tracked having come from competitive other games where, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't ever have that like, oh, man, I hope I hit the I hope I get to hit plat this. I hope I can get good enough to hit plat this season. I sort of yeah. had a lot of natural um, or not necessarily natural, but I had a lot of um, advantages coming from other card games where things sort of make sense. And a lot of players come in like this. I can pick up you know, a new card game. And once I learn the rules, I'm going to probably learn it faster than someone who's just picking up their first card game. Right. Just naturally having had that sort of strategy for many, many, many years now. Um, you know, it was never, you know, I hope I hit plat this season. It's well, when am I going to hit masters this season? Right. Um, and like it, it's all about perspective, right. Where Mm -hmm. it's like, man, if I can just hit, if I can hit masters this season, that's amazing. And I personally think that that's a great goal to have, but for you know a lot of players, it's not even it's not even a question because you know they play a lot. They've played since the beginning. They're very uh, they're very strong players. It's you know at some point there runs out the 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 carrot sort of gets eaten at some point at the end of the stick, <laughs> and then that's where I, I feel a lot of players are right now. Yeah, for sure, and I can definitely see that once you reach that point, like what what's it's that well, what's next moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, thinking since we're at the end of the season, is there any champions looking forward to to coming onto Runeterra? Um, yeah. So I actually don't. I it's, a lot of times I actually do have a, at least a little bit of a preview of what's coming up, so I wouldn't Ooh. normally comment on this. But I actually okay. don't know anything about the new <laughs> about the new champion. So oh, man. I, I will speculate freely, and if anything happens to be it, know that it was completely by chance, and not that I actually have inside information. Um, okay. it. I would I would love to see some of the uh you know the new champions that are in league coming out. I know Zeri is one that's oh, yeah. brand new. Mm-hmm. And then TFT actually has uh oh god, I forget like, literally what's that? Silco from the show. Well, Silco would be real I mean, I th- that's a <laughs> pipe dream for me. I would love Silco in yeah. in Legends of Runeterra. I'm not even necessarily expecting him. I think mm-hmm. that would be amazing. To have a Silco either card or champion yeah. in Legends of Runeterra, like I would boat, love that. A boat for Jinx would be, you know, <laughs> that would be a really cool flavor thing. I don't know how playable it would be. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Um, I have no but idea. I, yeah, I love Runeterra for me for the first time in a card game really makes me value the um the like the flavor and lore standpoint mm-hmm. almost as much as the competitive. I've be- always been the player that's like. I would play these magic cards if they were just written on scraps of, if they were just written <laughs> on like playing cards, oh right? My God. Like, like a piece of paper. Yeah. Oh I, I like, I, I, yeah, I just don't care. Yeah. Um, or I, I haven't cared. Like, you know, I like some of the lore mm-hmm. and stuff for magic. And I used to read the books when I was younger, but like if the cards were just, you know, pieces of paper for tournament purposes, I wouldn't care. Yeah. Um, Legend of Runeterra definitely does that makes me 
care. like the lore a lot more because they do such a good job of it with the yeah, voice lines and the, <laughs> the single player and all that just really brings me into it more than a lot of other games have so yeah i would love a silco boat but even uh or a jinx boat as silco that'd be kind of cool but um yeah there's some of the other cha- uh the other new champion oh god i forget what she is she's like a poison like she's from zon i think oh the um, the new the one that just got announced new, yeah the one that just got announced that's in that's going to be in the tft uh mid set it's on the pbe right now but not like it's not even in league yet uh, uh i forget renata renata Glass. renata yes yeah. renata yeah that would be a cool one i think that yeah. having like a little you know expansion of those i don't think that they would do all of them in one set because mm-hmm. we're still technically this is the last set of uh bandle um this is the last set of bandle and you know those would all probably be pnz champions um so if i had to guess i mean uh, there's like in terms of like if we're getting more yordles there's like gnar yeah i'm expecting gnar ever since uh the gnar card or the gnar uh follower that they've had yeah yeah stone stackers yeah there we go stone stackers yeah i've been expecting gnar and i've been waiting for him i'm like he's coming soon (laughs) i know he's on his way i just gotta be patient (laughs) yeah i I mean he would be i think he could be really cool because he really like could feel like level one level two right like it is like it 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 pretty much writes itself cled is another cool one i think he's got really cool voice lines and i think he's just a funny character in general yeah super Um, wacky (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't know i i think i i'm i'm really looking forward to it i mean this is going to be i think this is the last bandle set um and then you know we'll be going into we'll be going into the next era of lor because basically All this the regions this are set, done. yeah the regions have been defined now there's yeah. no more new regions That's crazy. So the next set will sort of give us an idea of how they're going to release expansions from here on out. And I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I'm not sure if the, if this is fact, but I feel like I heard or read something on Twitter or Reddit that they're, that they're going to release expansions monthly. And I'm not sure if that's actually real or anything I, like that. I have no idea. Uh, yeah. I actually have no idea about that. Um, that sounds like that is probably, someone fabricating something <laughs> yeah, but i that was it, exactly my thoughts i was like i mean i'd be excited as a player for new <laughs> cards every month that's ridiculous oh on one <laughs> I, on one hand i think i would be on on another hand i think you know one of the issues i've i've had with uh tft I, and i love the game tft i think it's wonderfully mm-hmm. designed it's a really great game um one of the issues i've had with tft in terms of wanting to keep up with it is that it does change so often um you know from patch to patch like they they only add like the new sets or whatever i'm fine with you know learning a new set or even the mid sets i like that cadence but like week to week you know if i had a if i'm not playing every day and watching streams i you know take you know one or two weeks off a new patch comes out and all of a sudden the comp i used to go is no longer like playable at all right like that level of change happens relatively you know constantly and it's it can be frustrating if you're not um, keeping up with it. I think it's a really, really good game to like all in all of your time on. <laughs> um, but I found that like being more casual with it, but while also still wanting to do well, is 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 really hard, at least for me. Yeah, yeah. I've never. I usually just play that game with a couple of friends. I don't play that game as competitive yeah. as I should. Yeah. It's challenging. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's definitely a challenging game. Uh, talking about Rune Terror, what do what are some of your favorite decks uh, you like to build around, or like cards you like to build around? Yeah, I love um, I I like combo decks a lot. So I've I've always liked Lee Sin. Um, you know he's he's generally mm-hmm. mostly a tournament deck now, but he's been good on ladder in the past. I've I've played a decent amount of him. I've actually really liked Darkness since it came out. Senna Vigar um that's yeah, been a really good deck. it's really strong it like i think it has a ton of different options and it rewards you for um knowing like the correct choices to make um but in it play it's weird because i don't usually like to play control decks at least in runeterra mm-hmm. and darkness is a, it's a control deck in a lot of ways so i when i first saw the deck i'm like i don't think i'll like this and i tried it out and i'm like this is really fun because it's almost like 
unit based control mixed with uh you know mixed with control elements and like kill spells and stuff but you're also like building a board and senna is sort of like a spell generator but also like a beatdown. i don't know something about that deck really speaks to me yeah. and it's been one of the only decks that i've been able to climb with uh <laughs> in the last couple of seasons i've tried almost basically every deck whether good bad or otherwise i've played uh in this past season and uh darkness is like the only thing that's worked for me <laughs> oh man that's that's how i feel with uh deep usually i make it uh past plat or high plat with a uh, deep uh-huh which is i think it's hilarious i don't know why it works but it works <laughs> strong deck you know you're <laughs> yeah. playing a bunch of big uh uh sea creatures and just beating down your opponent <laughs> yeah uh getting into your uh or gamer tag the blevins how'd you come up with that yeah well um about mm, 31 and a half years ago i was born and my last name is blevins okay so. I, I had a feeling <laughs> I, I had a feeling that that was the reason for it <laughs> uh so i have a, a little bit more of an interesting story so i used to you know uh back in my day when uh <laughs> uh you know i had the typical like dumb like name with a bunch of numbers in it my old <laughs> gamer tag used to be stasis gel 33 oh my god um which <laughs> comes from uh stasis was my favorite magic card at, at the time again this is like early 2000s mm -hmm. um and i was even a degenerate back then and you stasis wore a lot of gel degenerate card that well no actually <laughs> the gel part is one that would probably be pretty hard to guess but actually if you've ever heard of a game called monster rancher monster um, i have monster rancher it was like it was a cartoon and they had toys and it was also a ps1 game originally oh wait i think i think i know what you're talking about yeah it was like it was basically like you know capturing the pokemon hype at the time right? yeah it was, it, for all intents and purposes it was a pokemon rip -off. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but i really liked the show it's actually i think all the episodes are on hulu i've been watching them recently but um i loved that game i had the toys i had the um you know the playstation games uh watched the show when i was younger and there is a monster called gels which i just really liked i liked the mm -hmm. gel so stasis gel and then my favorite number uh is three so 33 that, that was it oh, um man. once i sort of um so i had that for a while i had a couple other like just dumb names like dumb gamer names mm -hmm. with numbers and whatnot um but once i uh started making content and it was actually after i started streaming originally but um once i was like oh i actually want to pursue content as more than just like i'm you know doing it for fun like yeah. I mean, I did it for, you know, as a hobby, essentially. But once I took it a little more seriously, I'm like, I'm going to change my name to something that's not, like, really dumb. <laughs> um, and I I thought about it for a while, and I'm like, I want something that's, like, unique so that it's probably not going to get taken. And I'm like, well, there's not a lot of people that I know of, at least with my last name. So it's like, oh, I'll just, do, I'll just be Blevins. That's yeah. what people call, like, a lot of people call me that anyway. It's just a common thing to call someone by their last name a lot of the time, so... I can be Blevins, and then that was taken, and then I'm like, well, I don't want to just be any Blevins. I want to be the Blevins. And then I'm like, oh, I'll try the Blevins, and of course that was so, for some reason taken. So I'm like, okay, I'm the underscore Blevins. I'm taking it <laughs> uh, on Twitter. I, I go by the Blevins in most places. Um, but yeah, that's that's the inception of the the gamer tag I, I currently use, and I can't imagine the only change i would ever make mm -hmm. is if i could get away with just shortening it to blevins yeah uh, which would which make is tough with ninja literally also being named blevins uh his his actual real last name is also blevins really? so yeah it what? gets weirder too <laughs> what the ninja's heck? ninja's real name is tyler blevins ninja's real life brother um it has the exact same name as me so Holy we're both named crap. john blevins he spells <laughs> oh it differently and it gets even another step weirder that's really weird um if if you if you've seen me you know i'm like a big uh bearded dude mm -hmm. um i've had the beard for like <laughs> over 10 years now almost everyone i know and interact with outside of like my personal family has 
uh, never seen me without the beard in real life. <laughs> Ninja's real brother, who has the same exact name as me, his Twitter profile, his name is at the Bearded Blevins. Oh my! So God. It gets that much. <laughs> That's very crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of weird, but yeah. So if if I could ever change my name to just Blevins, uh, I probably would. But the Blevins will be the name. Definitely a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I had a feeling that the Blevins was either your last name or something just that you caught wind of or heard of and just came up with it and then started yeah. running with it. Yeah. Uh, just get into like some of your gaming history. What are some games that you grew up playing and like what solidified you to become to become heavily involved in the gaming community? Yeah, so I had the typical like um, you know grew up. Uh, I, I mean, I grew up literally in the 90s, but I was very young for most of them. So my, like, gaming, my early, early gaming uh, memories are, like, Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Most of my, uh, you know, Super Nintendo into, like, PS1, PS2. I would say the majority of my, like, gaming, where I, like, think what really formed me into really loving gaming was actually, like, Xbox 360 and, like, uh, GameCube, weirdly enough loved loved a lot of the gamecube titles i know a yeah. lot of people hated the gamecube at the really? time i think it's sort of revered now okay. yeah it was always like it was xbox uh it was xbox ps i guess it was xbox ps2 and gamecube at the time and at least where i was again this is like pre mm -hmm. at least me being on the internet um <laughs> the like you know tribalism was it was like always xbox versus playstation and then everyone was like oh <laughs> oh gamecube <laughs> yeah go go over there that's fine yeah I, I always loved the gamecube so i grew up playing like smash bros absolutely love for all, sure uh, it, all the smash bros games um you know melee i remember when that first came out and the gamecube was first coming out uh I, my parents would drive me and my brother to um you know we would go to, to a mall and we would once we got out of the car we would sprint over to like GameStop or EB Games <laughs> or one of those, and just go to the demo uh, GameCube where there were like five kids lined up behind yeah. just to play the like you know just to play Smash Bros. <laughs> I forgot right? about so, that. The demos used to have that. Yes, yeah. No yep, longer I a still, thing. I think I still have chronic neck pain being at like Walmart, like look, <laughs> like just my neck reared up looking at the screen playing the demo oh games. My yeah. God. Yeah, those are you know, only only nineties kids remember. Um but yeah, you know, I played uh, you know, Halo and then like Gears of War and all that. Um and I also was, you know, while I was playing video games, I was also playing um Magic the Gathering. So I, I originally got into card games through mm -hmm. baseball cards and there was a um a game made by Wizards of the Coast, who's the the maker of Magic the Gathering at um, in the early 2000s called MLB Showdown, which was basically like um, a card game, a collectible card game with like foils and whatnot, but for baseball cards. So like the the chase card from the base set was like Mark McGuire first edition was like the Charizard. <laughs> like literally that's yeah. what it was. Like Mark McGuire and Ken, Ken Griffey Jr., Sammy Sosa were like, you know, the the chase cards at the time. Jeez. Um so me and my friends played that. We played super casually. I mean, this is like I'm literally like 10 or 11 years old when this is coming out. So mm -hmm. um, that then led to Yu-Gi-Oh! a few years after that, the, the TV show, um, you know, it, it did its job of like getting <laughs> kids to, you know, watch the TV show, Saturday morning cartoons into wanting to play the cards, which then led to me going to the local card store mm -hmm. Um, to play Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments when I was 13. I actually was running Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments when I was 13, which looking back is kind of weird um, that the store owner would like trust a 13 year old kid to run the tournaments, but hey, that's I, awesome. I, I, yeah, it is. <laughs> that's awesome. it, it was, it was cool for me <laughs> looking back on it. I'm like, man, I probably wouldn't do that for with a 13 year old kid, but maybe <laughs> I should, maybe I'm the old man now. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that, you know, I we did Yu-Gi-Oh in the morning or no we did Yu-Gi-Oh in the afternoon and before that was magic so I would end up coming um to the store early to set up for the tournament and I would watch like the end of the magic tournament and you know mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you watch people playing a game that looks cool it's got all these cool like elves dragons goblins um you know everyone's having fun i'm like oh this is cool i like i like this like lore and the look of the cards better than i like Yu-Gi-Oh. i think Yu-Gi-Oh is cool or whatever yeah. i thought it was but i always liked you know fantasy more so i naturally got hooked you know i traded some Yu-Gi-Oh cards to one of the guys that played in both tournaments um to get some magic cards and then you know the rest is sort of history i like played at the local store went to college um ended up traveling the u.s and playing in a bunch of that's awesome you know, grand prix and stuff ptqs yeah it was it was cool a lot of my like close friends when i moved to college were not from school but actually from <laughs> like card stores and stuff in oh, the area man. so would you say being uh closely knitted in uh these tournaments and these card games uh that it led you to being a caster for Runeterra, or being... yeah in in a way for sure um one of the uh one of my closest friends uh ever uh who's whose online name is Deathblow, who makes content from time to time and i've podcasted with for years um i met playing magic the gathering in uh my hometown and uh or my current hometown um and uh you know from there we we ended up doing an overwatch podcast mm -hmm. called high noon podcast which uh -huh. was the original um overwatch esports podcast um that got us like from doing that for years got us connections with blizzard and sort of built our credibility in the esports space because a lot of people in esports you know esports is a buzzword in a lot yeah. of time in a lot of <laughs> and especially was an even bigger buzzword um you know four or five years ago where people are like oh yeah i'm an esports consultant or i'm an esports expert and it's like well what have you done it's like well i played video games when i was younger it's like okay <laughs> you don't get it you're just trying to capitalize yeah here. for sure being at the grassroots for you know four or five years doing you know a podcast about tournaments that have you know from the very beginning before the game was even out really builds your credibility and that sort of got us into it got us into this scene uh you know a lot of it just mm -hmm. like anything else is about knowing people met a lot of people and then you know from there it it launched uh at least my career into sort of the riot space with tft i when tft came out i started some tft content um and then when rune terror came out i just naturally transitioned into that and um you know from podcasting to broadcasting is not a huge jump um, and I had actually broadcast, uh, I had done some casting for magic, you know, many, many years ago when I was playing, but yeah, streaming and podcasting is not a huge jump necessarily yeah. to uh, being on camera. It certainly is. It is a jump, but, yeah. uh, for me, um, it wasn't too big of a jump because I had also like outside of gaming entirely. Um, I had done, uh, radio and, and broadcasting in school too. So it's not, it wasn't a wasn't a gigantic leap for me to get in front of the camera and, and talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's crazy. It's from jumping around and actually being, you know, on things. It's, that's great. I, that's something I'm, I'm striving for, you know, actually just casting is something I've always thought I, I would do well in as a kid, but learning that just by doing this podcast, it's actually a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's well, <laughs> that's the thing. It, it it certainly seems easy. And when you watch someone or listen to someone or a, a podcast or a radio show or uh, a broadcast and it looks easy, that's mm -hmm. because the people you're listening to are very, very skilled. Yeah. It's really not that easy. <laughs> Some of it is easy, but making it appear easy is is uh, is a skill in and of itself. Right. Yeah. Um, there's something, you know, being able to essentially either talk to yourself or talk to one person or comment on something that may or may not be super exciting but making it interesting and making the experience fun is certainly a skill um that needs to be honed over time for sure and yeah. it's not you know not everyone can do it i've definitely seen um people who've, who've said that they think that they can do it and they get on camera or they stream like oh being a streamer is easy and then they get on stream <laughs> for six hours they don't say a word and mm -hmm. then you know they're like man how come no one watched my stream i'm like mm, i don't know no idea, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> oh god yeah exactly how it can happen just yeah you know, gotta have that technique that that charisma and stuff yeah, uh it, well it, it takes time 
Yeah. Well, what would you say is some of your favorite video game genres? You dropped uh, Halo and Gears of War, so that would be leaned towards yeah. shooters. But you just hearing from all the conversations, you're a very huge card fan. Yeah, card games definitely. Card games and strategy games in general. And like in my mind, I consider TFT a card game, though mm-hmm. I think a lot of people probably wouldn't. Uh, it, it, in my mind, TFT is a deck is a uh, a deck building game. Um, that's what really got me into it in general. But strategy games for sure, love those. Whether they're online paper, whether they're card games or you know board games, I, I just love uh, love strategy games and 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 stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I I don't play as many FPSs as I used to, um, but I do like uh, I do like FPS. Um, I was very into Overwatch for many many years. Um, I love watching competitive FPS because I think it's such a an exciting um, esport like Valorant or CS:GO. Um, it's very exciting uh, to me as a as a viewer, not so much as a player. And then a genre that I have loved for basically forever um, that I am just not good at as a player, but I really, I always want to be when a new game comes out, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to give it another I'm gonna, try. I'm going to give it a whirl. <laughs> I'm going to be good. And I play it. I'm like, I'm not going to be good. I'm not good. And I'm not going to be good. <laughs> oh Fighting games. Fighting actually. games. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, so Smash Bros, I can pick up and I actually can get like, not professional level yeah. but i can i can hold my own in mm-hmm. a smash uh like smash ultimate or something melee i'm 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 not gonna do that because it's <laughs> a million years old and i it, there's so many inputs blah 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 yeah ultimate sure. like i can if i picked it up and played for a solid month i could get into like fine shape um but like traditional like 2d fighters like a street fighter or a guilty gear or something like that uh yeah. i always look at it mortal kombat i love the mortal kombat forever yeah <laughs> more i remember one of my earlier gaming moments was going over to my older cousin's house and him sneaking me and my brother who were like well, 10 years younger than him <laughs> up to play his uh sega genesis and play uh mortal kombat 2 and him showing Jesus. us the fatalities and us being like <laughs> this is awesome and, and my mine and his mom and my aunt my mom and his uh er, my mom and my aunt coming up and just yelling Horrified. at him for showing these like yeah. six year old <laughs> kids that all this blood just made me love the series forever. Uh, I love Mortal Kombat and I always want to be good at it. And unless it's Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, it ain't me. It I just ain't. can't do it. I'm not good at them. I wanna be, I wanna I I, I just it's tough. That's how I, I feel time. like. That's how I feel like with RTS games. When it comes to RTS games, oh yeah, I want to be good at them, but I just can't. And I, I'm trying so hard to learn and trying to keep up, but it just, I don't know what it is. It's just my brain doesn't understand. The new yeah. Dune game is supposed to be uh, an RTS game, and I'm waiting for that. And I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Dune, so I'm trying to force myself to like that game. But uh-huh. man, like it's gonna be hard. <laughs> the RTS does a lot of really good things, and I think that like. Um, story modes and campaigns for rts can be super fun and i think that some of the like macro stuff of like okay you're building up your army and you're building the technology all that stuff is really fun but like the you want to play competitively against uh, it's there's so much of a like you can be so much better than someone else on so many angles that the ramp up to play and just even not even to compete, but even to be in, like, to even make it look like you're playing the same game is so high. <laughs> That's really well put. Like, the learning curve yeah. is, like, astronomically high. <laughs> yeah, I might be the worst RTS player of all time. Yeah. yeah, Like, like actually me. the worst. Oh, God, yeah. Have you, have you, did you end up playing uh, Halo Infinite recently at all, or are you excited for Overwatch 2? Yeah, so I, right now, I'm almost completely out of, uh, I haven't played a Halo game in, oh, okay. like, since, like, <laughs> Halo 3 on Xbox 360 okay. or whatever. Uh, so I, I, again, I like watching RTS, and I think that it's a com- it's a compelling eSport, and it's fun. It's just not, not me anymore. Yeah. And then Overwatch 2, um, I've had such a love, 
I, I put so much of my like life into Overwatch for so many years and the Overwatch League and whatnot, and just I'm like almost completely burnt out on <laughs> oh on Overwatch. Perhaps potentially forever. Yeah. Uh, it's real. Overwatch Two will really have to, um, will really have to wow me with the single player, um, to to for me to even really look at, into it. And I I might. I might actually end up getting back into it at least a little bit because a lot of my friends that I just like to chill and, and play games with will probably uh, be picking up Overwatch 2 and I'll I'll want to hang out with them and play that. But yeah. in terms of like being excited for it, like I'm not excited for it. I'll probably be more excited for it once it's actually like being released and mm-hmm. firm details. But right now I, I'm not like anticipating it at all. Yeah. Um, and I did, I did actually at Bliz, the last in-person BlizzCon, I did end up playing the like demo version of Overwatch Two. Yeah. Um, and it was okay. Uh, I think it was probably very, very early on. This is, of course, like way before Microsoft acquisition. So who knows mm-hmm. what improvements or whatnot are being made and where it's at compared to that. I mean, this was what two or three years ago now. Jesus, that's um, a long and, time. And it was okay. It, like it was better, but it was not like. It did not feel like Overwatch Two. It felt like, oh, this is like a big patch for Overwatch One in a lot of ways. So, yeah, and that's understandable from what we've been shown so far. It very much so appears to be like that, and it's kind of surprising, yeah. you know. Speaking yeah. of uh, anticipated games and games you're excited for, is there any games out there that you're looking forward to play? Like, I know Elden Ring is out there, right, right around the corner. Are you looking f- forward to play that game, or is just? I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know. I mean, I've I've heard that <laughs> game before, but I have no idea what it is. Okay, it's uh, a Souls-like <laughs> game. Are you a fan of Souls, a la Dark Souls? Oh, like Dark Souls games? Yeah, it's the yeah, newest I edition. N- I'm not uh, a super big <laughs> fan of them personally. Uh, they're they're ones that I actually like to watch speed run. Mm-hmm. Uh, weirdly enough, um, I think it's it's interesting. The whole like something that is like needlessly hard uh, <laughs> for me is not. <laughs> uh compelling i just don't i don't i don't personally like it i know a lot of people love that like i overcame this like impossible game yeah and that's cool it's just (laughs) not for me um the game i'm looking forward to and i i have no idea if it's actually even allegedly coming out in 2022 or if it's coming out later is actually project l aka the riot fighting game which oh, ties yeah. back to what i was talking about before where it's like <laughs> i am feeling that fire like i'm gonna <laughs> give it a try and i'm gonna suck but i want to try it out and i want to be decent yeah yeah i can't wait for that i totally forgot that they're making a fighting game yeah i'm i'm pretty excited about it it's it's pretty cool yeah. um other games i mean there's some other riot titles as you can tell i'm, I'm like ensconced in riot stuff uh, there's like Riot Forge stuff that's coming out with like the third party developers w- that I think are actually like officially slated for this year um, mm-hmm. that look cool. But yeah, like I'm, the, I'm, I'm much new more new of like a. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to mention that a Nunu Wallump uh, platformer. Yeah. Game. And then Echo yeah, yeah. and Zayleen, they have a game going on as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Those, those, those look really cool. Um, I am much more like a at least these days i'm like a um i will like devote like 80 to 100 percent of my time into like one to three games and those one to three games may be years old <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know like I, <laughs> I i spend so much time uh you know playing watching casting consuming content for legends of runeterra that like i don't actually spend a ton of time on a lot of other games especially like new games so like yeah uh, even like like especially like single player games unless like something like um uh, inscription actually sort of caught my eye and i i bought that and basically completely binged the entire game in three days over like a winter break and that was amazing oh my god um i've yet to give that game a try I will. I highly suggest it, and I also highly suggest do not look into any spoilers or guides or anything. Just go into it as blind as you can okay. and uh, enjoy. That's good to 100. know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, could not recommend that game uh, more. I, I loved that game. Um, but yeah, there really aren't a ton of games that are like 
jumping out to me as like things I, I actively want uh, to look into, except mm-hmm. for like like Project L. I'm actually like really excited for. No idea when it's coming out, but yeah. hopefully they make some announcements soon. Because I know that they said that they were going to make more announcements of games, and yeah. that there's rumors of a Riot MMO coming out. And uh, yeah, you know, no, no, no news on that or when it's going to happen or if it's happening. I think it's yeah. it's confirmed that it's definitely definitely is at least in the works. Um, like that's officially confirmed yeah. oh, by okay. like riot sources, but I have no, I, I don't, I don't even know if they know if they have like a roadmap or anything. <laughs> yeah, I thought like an MMO like that. I'm not sure how long they've been working on it, but if it's if it just got announced, I'm, I'm not expecting it to 2024. It's probably be a long time. Yep. Okay. Well, that's that wraps it up for the podcast. Do you have any questions for me, or do you? I can you can have your plugins sure um no really appreciate it. thanks for uh for having me on it's it's been a blast uh the the plugs i have are i'm on twitter at the underscore blevins um and i would say definitely check out the stuff that we're doing for giant slayer um which is uh you know the the Part of the company that I work for, we we put on we're we're the, the I guess the parent company for mm-hmm. for Giant Slayer, um, which is doing all sorts of stuff in TFT, Wild Rift, and of course Legends of Runeterra and other games potentially in the future if they ever come out maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and there, you know, if you just look up, uh, you know, either go to GiantSlayer.tv or just look up Giant Slayer on Twitter, you'll find all that stuff. But that's what I got, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming on and, you know, just speaking everything, cards and <laughs> games with me. No, it, it's been a blast. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Well, that's it for everybody. I uh, hope you have a good night, good evening, good morning, whatever time of day it may be. And, you know, game on. <laughs>